0: Thought bubble audio. Hi, I'm Kirsty. And I'm Kelsey. And it's time to hate watch
1: with us. Welcome to our show about the things we love and the things we hate and the things we love to hate and infrastructure.
0: And infrastructure. Welcome to the first annual Infrastructure Month. Wow. Kirstie's making a statement right there that I wasn't ready for. (laughs) I mean, we have some other pretty wild traditions on the show, so why not infrastructure? You're right. Um, For those of you who may not be people who were there for Infrastructure Week, that's an in-joke from the Trump era, and I'm not explaining it to you. So now we're here for infrastructure. (laughs) But before we dive into our first big infrastructure project, do you have a core core? I do have a core core. All right.
1: Um, Well, okay. My core core is that I broke a promise that I made on this show yesterday based on content drought and some thoughts on the internet.
0: Okay,
1: and I watched the Pilot of For All Mankind. Was that a promise that you made? I said I would never watch.
0: Okay. So what was that like? What happened there? I'm out of shows. Um, this is one of those shows that I've ignored so thoroughly that I actually have not grasped onto what any of the discourse is other than this is one people like, right?
1: I heard nothing, 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 and then they dropped the second season, and I suddenly started seeing people in my feed who were like, oh, it's actually good. So, yeah, even though I'm mad that Ronald D. Moore took his attention away from Outlander to go make space shows for Apple, yep. you can't blame a man who loves a period piece and loves having unlimited money.
0: Are you going to get your space hijinks?
1: I don't know that it's hijinksy. Oh, okay. It's like very... Wow. It's very serious. (laughs) I'm having a plug issue. Oh, okay. I think we're good. Um, Okay. It seems very serious. It's also very male right now, so... Yeah. That's challenging, but... So it goes with astronauts in the 60s.
0: Sure.
1: Um... It is. It was beautifully made, I can say mm-hmm. that, and we'll see. It's something to watch. It reminds me, like, of Halt and Catch Fire, mm-hmm. but I don't think it'll <coughs> change my life like Halt and Catch Fire.
0: You didn't think that about Halt and Catch Fire, though.
1: But I knew in my heart. Okay. Like, Catherine has not shouted from many rooftops about For All Mankind*. <laughs>
0: Fair enough, that's fair,
1: <laughs> and yeah, so it's fine. I'm gonna probably keep watching it,
0: if for no other reason than all the drought.
1: Yeah, like please God, if there's something I should watch, <laughs> tweet us at Hate Watch with us.
0: You know, it's funny is I thought your drought was gonna end when your furlough ended, and you're still in drought.
1: Kirsty, we watch content all the time. <laughs> It's also really hard to find things for, like, me and my husband to watch together. Yeah, that's fair. That's, like, the bigger challenge. So I was like, oh, he'll watch a space show. That's true. So here we are. (laughs) That's true. (laughs) We we dipped into the well of watching another How I Met Your Mother episode, and that's when I know that, like, it's really bad times and we need to fix it, so.
0: that's bad. That's real bad. I know.
1: I at least put my foot down and said I could not watch the Best Burger in New York episode one more time. Ever.
0: No, just could not. Nope,
1: nope. <laughs> so that's a very long-winded core core. What's your core core?
0: My core core um, is that my kid got to see a tow truck tonight.
1: Kirsty may have scarred her kid for life with a tow it's truck. It's
0: unclear. So my kid is obsessed with tow trucks. She owns like fifteen tow trucks, toy <laughs> tow trucks. To be clear, she and her two favorite. Well. Up until like a week and a half ago, her two favorite fictional characters were Tow Truck Joe and Tom the Tow Truck. Mm-hmm. Um, she has since discovered this is my other core core. All of my core core is coincidentally infrastructure themed. Yeah, which is what happens when you have a toddler. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so um, I'll come back to the the new infrastructure toddler themed content. But those were her two favorite fictional characters. So the this guy came to deal with my car, and he had a tow truck. And I was like, oh, my kid loves tow trucks. And he was like, well, why don't you bring her out? She can sit in the tow truck. <laughs> and so I asked her if she wanted to sit in the tow truck, and she said no. And then I brought her out to the tow truck. I was like, you don't have to sit in it. You can just look at it. And she was like, no. <laughs> and then she got in the tow truck, and she kind of had fun. He let her talk into the radio Mm. She got to tell Dispatch that he was done at our house. They used like some kind of number system, so he told her to say a bunch of numbers, and she said it to Dispatch in the microphone, Wow, which was very cute. And then we got back inside, and she said, I was scared at the tow truck. (laughs) And then we had this whole thing about why she was scared at the tow truck, and she just kept saying, I was scared in the tow truck. (laughs) And then... And then, like, that was all of bedtime, Was just trying to convince her that tow trucks aren't scary. Do you think she was just starstruck by the tow truck? I think she was starstruck. I also think this is a peek inside the life of a pandemic child. Oh, because boy. she literally hasn't had a single experience that isn't, like, our house or Target or daycare. <laughs> Target is an important facet of anyone's pandemic. She's whatsoever. obsessed with Target, which is a real issue. But, like, we don't go to museums. She mm-hmm. doesn't get to go to the open houses at the fire station anymore. That mm-hmm. used to be, like, her favorite activity. We'd go to, like, one a month. Mm-hmm. So she just, like, doesn't see things in real life anymore. <laughs> and I think the tow truck was just, like, a lot. Like, it had flashing lights and the engine was on. And I think it was just, like... Mm-hmm aggressive. So the other piece of toddler infrastructure is there's a cartoon on Netflix called Titipo Po. Yeah. And it's about a little train named Po, <laughs> And <laughs> <laughs> he, he lives in Choo Choo Town and he has other train friends. And so he has a train friend named Jeannie. He and Jeannie are passenger trains. And there's a train named Diesel, and another train named Manny, and another train with a, another name who's Manny's twin, and they're all freight trains. Is this like a and rip tra- on Thomas the Tank Engine? It, it's a character driven train show. Okay, so. So, in that sense, it, <laughs> sure. but it's a Korean show, so. Mm. It, you know, I don't know how much influence it really shares because it's like... So their trains <laughs> run faster and more efficiently than <laughs> Yeah, basically, <laughs> like, <laughs> the capitalism is a little bit less colonialized um, in the sense that it, there's not, like, an angry British man treating the trains poorly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know? Sure. Um, which is a, a tenet of the Thomas universe. Um, but but there is a high-speed train named Sing Sing, and so my kid likes to ride on my shoulders and tell me I'm a high-speed train. Do you feel like a high-speed train? I sure don't, no. Um, nothing makes you move slower, in fact, than having a two-year-old on your shoulders yeah, okay. in a very small house. Um, anyway, it's a cute show. Like, if you have a kid who likes vehicles of any kind, they might like T.T. Poe. It's, like, nice. It's very nice. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's a bunch of T.T. Poe music on Spotify. Oh, boy. And it's basically just, like, it's it, as far as I can tell, it's the translations of the intro and outro theme songs in English, Korean, German, and Russian. Okay. And then, like, a few korean versions of random songs that happen throughout the season it's not like a musical show there's just like random songs right. sometimes and so that's all we listen to now Wow! and she just got three ttpo toys whoa so she has her three ttpo trains she watches ttpo and she listens to ttpo on spotify which means that like 24 hours a day is just ttpo that's your life now so I week. would caution. Yeah, yeah, until the next thing. I would caution any parents out there like it's a fine show. But your whole life might become the T.T. theme song. So mm-hmm. proceed with caution. <laughs> Yikes. Yeah, I made a baby shark joke to someone earlier today, and they got mad at me because it was stuck in their head. And I was like, the great news is that I'm immune now. <sighs> because it is only T.T.
1: I sing Baby Shark to Sam like constantly my dog. <laughs> but it's Sammy Pop instead of Baby Shark.
0: Oh, that's cute. <laughs> it's a really great song. Someone was ranting about fonts and so I wrote out the lyrics of Baby Shark but with Comic Sans. Mm. Yeah. It's a classic. Great stuff. Great stuff. Um, so now from one train to another we're going to make a switch over to a different track. Let's switch to another track.
1: All right. Do we have an origin story for infrastructure month? Is there anything we need to Um, share
0: up front? I feel like, I wish I could remember. I feel like it happened really suddenly, but really organically. Like, we were talking about something. And then the next thing I knew, we were talking about infrastructure, and it just kind of snowballed some it somebody did. somebody pitched a show somebody pitched another show somebody made an infrastructure joke and then somehow we found a lot of infrastructure content in the next 5 minutes and then it now it's infrastructure month at hate watch with us
1: yeah it was
0: a huge accident and now here we are <laughs> <laughs> um so there is a genre of television which I cannot give a complete history of, but if you Google it, there is a lot of information. And it's yeah. called Norwegian Slow TV. Yeah. So this is a genre of television that was invented by some Norwegian broadcaster, like whatever their big like national broadcaster is. And um, it was this very like high concept thing of like, we're going to film things like trains and campfires and it'll be just like nine hour broadcasts of this one mm-hmm. thing and it will help the Norwegian public to live in the moment. Yeah. Or something. Think um, like
1: the lug.
0: Yeah. But
1: a little more activity sometimes. Sometimes. So this
0: um, has been airing on this broadcast network for some number of years. I think it started in like 2010, 2013 or something. Yeah, it sounds right. It's been around for a while. Uh, but a few years ago, it came to Netflix. And I had actually pitched it to Kelsey back at the time. And I can't remember why it didn't work out. I think it was around the holidays or something. Anyway, I never made it on I think the it was, like, a commitment that we weren't ready for, to <laughs> <laughs> This is... We're going to get into it. Um, but this is a story about opening your heart and minds, And, uh-huh. like, we talked uh-huh. not long ago about... Um, approaching things with a certain curiosity. hmm And, like, this is a thing that I did not have up until very recently for reasons that are unclear to me. <laughs> <laughs> Before she watched Ted Lasso, she means. Okay. <laughs> um, so, anyway, so, there, so they, the thing they were most well-known for was a seven-hour stream of a train trip from
1: I don't have my notes Oslo to somewhere else in Norway to a, the a other place Norway. 7
0: hours away in Norway yeah and it's what it sounds like someone strapped up a camera to a train and the train yep. rolled on the tracks and then they put that shit on television <laughs> and got some really fucking good ratings. And they were like, well, hell yeah. Um, and so it then turned into other content. They've done boats. They've done campfires. They experimented with some knitting content, which are, do we want to talk about the knitting content or do we want to save that? For what? Later. I don't know. Now we can talk. Are we still about table it? setting or are we like in it now? We're in it. We're here. Great. So, um, the main attraction and what we're going to spend most of our time on is trains. Yeah. But before we get to trains, I'm going to talk a little (laughs) bit about National Knitting Night. Yes. Which was the original thing I had pitched to Kelsey. I actually maybe had never said it out loud to you because I wanted it to be a surprise. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so, this was exciting to us as knitters. I experimented with it, which is to say I watched 15 minutes of it. It was like Mm -hmm. a a one-time special, I think. Okay, I think. And I was expecting it to be like some folks knitting in front of a fire. Now, Mm -hmm. it does turn out from my research that there is that. That does exist. Okay. I just didn't find it. I found something different and This thing that's different is what's called National Netting Night. So this show actually turns out to be a competition-style show, very much in the format of Sewing Bee. Okay, you didn't tell me that. Yeah. I didn't know this until I hit play. (sighs) Okay. Yeah. Um, So there's... Uh, it's the same format as as Sewing Bee and Bake Off and all those shows, so there's, like, two hosts and two judges, and the judges are some kind of experts in knitting. Wow. And they have some number of contestants who they never introduce. They don't explain anything about the show. They just all show up and are like, welcome to National Knitting Night. You have one hour to knit the challenge. Go. Um, and there were maybe eight people? Um, the thing that's complicated about it is the entire show is in Norwegian. Sure. And there were subtitles, but I was also cleaning my kitchen. So. Yeah. <laughs> um, I was also – as soon as I realized it was a competition show, I was like, oh, okay, so I already get what they're doing, so I don't have to pay attention to the details. Right. Right. <laughs> um, so there's, like, eight people or whatever. And they have it in this, like, room. It looks like a parlor. And they each have an armchair – with their, like, project bag at the foot of it. And they they sit there with their needles and they just are like this. Yeah. And that's the whole competition. I'm very uncomfortable. And every so often, yeah. the host, like, walks up to one of their chairs and crouches <laughs> down on the floor next to them while they're, like, uh-uh. furiously. <laughs> uh-uh. <laughs> and, like, we'll ask them questions about their project. And the knitter will be like, oh, I'm not going to finish on time. I'm not going to finish on time. um and i think in that episode they did two or three challenges i didn't watch all of it i don't know what the first challenge was but i know at some point there is a challenge where they have to like i don't know how it was framed but like what i got was something that's like somehow emotionally relevant to them like it seemed like Mm. everyone was like knitting a manifestation of some trauma yeah. Um so I don't know what the prompt was, but it's it seemed <laughs> like it that was what happened. And there's one mm-hmm. contestant who introduces herself at one point saying that like people come to her when they're experiencing like deaths of people close to them and she like knits things to help them through their the death that they're experiencing. Like she like grief okay. she's like a grief doula but knitting. Okay. I guess I don't know. <laughs> Um so they show a preview from the the challenge where everyone's going to exploit their trauma for knitting where she does some kind of like black knitted item oh, Jesus. I don't know um the the thing I realized from watching this is that it was a similar re- revelation to what you had watching sewing bee which is that sewing is not a spectator sport yeah, I never thought about it, but knitting is super duper not a spectator sport. Yeah, it's not. Not at all. <laughs> not even close. And the only thing worse than watching one person knit is watching, like, eight people knit. Yeah, that's terrible. Especially because they're, like – you can't – you don't have a full view because this is FaceTime. But, like, the way they were sitting in their armchairs, mm-hmm. they're, like, <laughs> these big wingback chairs, and they had no arms. Mm-hmm. And they're just, like, sitting – Like, in the middle of the chair with their, like, little knitting. They're not, like, reclined and knitting. They're, like, knitting. Because it's a time pressure situation. Yeah, and they had, like, an hour, hour and a half. And I was like, man, it takes me that long just to cast on 45 times. (laughs) (laughs) You know, like. (laughs) Yeah. And they were also stressed about it. Like, they were so stressed about the time. And I just, like, don't Mm -hmm. think knitting is a time management Activity. no it's not it's not anyway my hypothesis about the other slow tv about knitting where it's literally people knitting at like a campfire or something my guess yeah. is that that's bad
1: yeah. yeah i think so because i think i don't know we can we can get into it but i gather that even if it's slow tv you still want something to be happening that's like a payoff, and knitting is a very long-winded payoff.
0: So long. And even then, like, the payoff is, like, you hold up a thing, and it's like...
1: Here it is. Here it is.
0: It's pretty. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I think so, that's a good segue.
1: Yeah.
0: Go for it. You're about to.
1: <laughs> well, the first slow TV I watched, like, happened to me uh-huh. through the universe oh, and yes. wasn't even I didn't even think about it as slow tv at first
0: but it absolutely <laughs> but it is
1: absolutely is and it was this live camera on twitch that may or may not still be up i don't know like what its operating hours are <laughs> but it was placed at an intersection in salem massachusetts where no one stops at the <laughs> stop sign <laughs> <laughs> Which is like just a peak mass hall move. It's beautiful. It's art really. I love it. And we just sat there for like an hour and watched people not stop. And there were like thousands of other people sitting there watching people not stop at the stop sign. And there was like... This was on Twitch, so it had, like, a chat function Mm -hmm. where people would be like, oh, that's another roller, that's another roller.
0: I watched one, and at one point this, like, orange van goes by, and everybody in all caps was like, ORANGE VAN!
1: Yeah, there was a school bus that came through, it was, was, like, so much happening. But it was, like, mesmerizing, Mm -hmm. and yet so little was happening. Mm -hmm. And I think that's... That's the journey of slow TV, really.
0: Yeah, everything I've read about slow TV is about how it, like, forces the viewer to, like, live in the moment and be, like, very present and it's, like, very soothing. And I do mm-hmm. think there it's something about, like, it, it, like, places you in the center of something mundane, like a stop sign, which you have to deal with every day. But yeah. typically, when you're at a stop sign, you're, like, watching the road, and you're, like, trying to deal with everybody rolling through, and you're, like, getting mad at the person <laughs> on the left who doesn't understand right away. Yeah. So, you, like, you don't have a moment to, like, appreciate the scope of human behavior <laughs> happening right. before you at the stop sign. But when you film the stop sign and watch it for 12 hours, <laughs> like, it now removes you from... The acute moment of the stop sign. Right. right. And you're just like, hmm, I wonder what's going on
1: in that little neighborhood. <laughs> Ooh, someone just got home.
0: <laughs> it's very funny.
1: It like They also had like people figure out where it was, yes. who was watching. And so they'd show up and like one of them was a group of people who got out and started cleaning the stop sign. <laughs> just extremely funny.
0: oh my god
1: and then people were getting mad because it was calling attention to the stop sign so more people were stopping it was just great
0: (laughs) uh yeah uh, some chick like when i was watching walked up to the stop sign and she like did a couple jumping jacks and then she just kind of like looked at her phone because she was checking the chat to see if people Mm -hmm. could see her and then she like waved at the stop sign and then she like turned around and left, and everybody kept writing, Come back. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. So I, we'll throw a link into our show notes for this if we. It started get it rotating. So right. Yeah.
0: Um, and the stream cut off early when I was watching it. I only ended up watching like an hour because the stream ended. Um, yeah.
1: But I think we should talk about the slow tv that won our hearts and minds yes
0: so a thing i want to latch on to as we go into this is your point that there needs to be like something still happening yeah um because the other piece of slow tv i dabbled in and i want to get back Mm -hmm. to it was boats there's a lot of slow tv of like cruises or fishing boats or whatever so I watched one, and I only got 20 minutes in, the boat was leaving some harbor. Yep. <clears throat> and there was no sense of forward momentum.
1: Yep. Yep.
0: Um, and that was not great, so I switched to trains. And this was, like, the third day in a row we were watching trains, so <sighs> it was, like, heavy train <laughs> saturation. <laughs> I was like, all right, it's, I need the trains back. <laughs> We love trains, <laughs> We love the trains. But, um, but yeah, like, I think I – I don't know if we want to get into this yet, but I have a theory about why the trains are so effective and the boats and other things were not. Let's come back to your theory. Okay.
1: Let's set up the train journey. Okay, talk to me about the train journey. Was. Let's talk about trains. Also, guys, like, if you hate trains, please just – disregard us for the next four weeks
0: (laughs) because literally we're just gonna be sitting here being like we watched this train
1: yeah (laughs) we have other train content like we're gonna watch shows that have to do with trains and maybe a movie that has to do with trains like
0: it's not just youtube videos of trains we're not
1: gonna watch Tenet. i think that's about a train we're not gonna watch that shit oh but anyway (laughs) um so we watched the famous Bergen line video that Kirstie was talking about, like the Norwegian train that started Slow TV. Yes. And it's seven hours long and it's right on the front of the train. Mm -hmm. And you kind of roll along through like a vast landscape in a matter of a couple hours, which is cool. And they really, they knew what they were doing because they started more scenic and got less scenic mm-hmm. as they went through, which kind of made me upset for sticking through the whole way, but was smart because more people would want to see the beginning and stick a little bit longer. And the thing that's special about this train is that it has, like, it starts on this coastline area that's super, super quaint and, like, It looks like the town in Eurovision. (laughs) It
0: does. Like a tiny little, like, Scandinavian town, like, nestled into a mountainside or whatever. Mm -hmm. Some other kind of landscape.
1: Yeah. And so the train goes along, and you go around, like, some rivers and stuff, and then you start, like, hitting the mountains, and... Every time you hit a tunnel, and there's a lot of tunnels. So many. It it tells you how many meters the tunnel is, and it it tells you the name of it, which is so cute. (laughs) These, like,
0: little blue signs, like, pop down at the top of the video.
1: Sometimes the tunnels are, like, ten minutes long of tunnels. Oh, it's long. There's a lot to appreciate about infrastructure.
0: (laughs) Yes! Which
1: we'll get into, but, yeah, so, like, you go through all this quaint little village, and then you start climbing a little higher, a little higher in the mountains, and then you hit this, like, snow-capped iceberg land at the very top of these tall mountains which is just like you know it's frozen like 10 months out of the year yeah and it's so cool and it's where they made the star war oh with the ice planet i
0: learned that's fun yeah i'm sending and you some maps of this train line
1: i've looked up the maps oh, okay
0: well now i'm looking at the maps
1: map. <laughs> bitches love a map
0: just <laughs> <laughs> love a map <laughs>
1: So, yeah so you go through this whole like the peak of this mountain range and then you start descending and you um you go around like another big like lake area Mm -hmm. and you see some of these little towns along the way and it's just like so quaint and you end up in oslo and there's like not much to see as far as that goes because it's all like a tunnel which is true of a lot of cities yeah and yeah it does get kind of like normal, like, what you'd expect a normal train to be. But I think there's something to, at least for me, picking, like, a train that's very scenic Mm -hmm. and isn't mundane, because, like, I've ridden the commuter rail for a a time. Yes, yeah, we all know what, like, the
0: industrial landscape of, like, the train through the exurbs looks like. Yeah.
1: But, like, really... Great views, great weather, great situation on this Bergenland video.
0: Well, you get this, like, absolute sense of, like, forward momentum. Like, you it, – it feels very unexpected. Like, like you said, every time a tunnel comes up, you're like, oh, we're about to go in a tunnel. <laughs> yeah,
1: because, like, when you emerge on the other side, you have no idea what it's going to be. Exactly. Like, are you – you don't know if you're going to be on the other side of a mountain or just like through this little rock area that they had to go under.
0: There's it's this like... one tunnel that's like a covered bridge, and so like half of it has yes, this like lattice work. One. I love that tunnel, but that tunnel is like a million meters long. It goes on for so long. And so you first go in and you can tell it's like a covered bridge because you can see the light shining through the lattice. Mm-hmm. And then it just like goes dark for a while. And then you see more lattice. And then you, it goes dark, and then you could see, like, a light at the end of the tunnel, and I was like, mm-hmm. oh, okay, the tunnel's ending. But no, it was just more a lattice, and the train was yeah. going around another curve. <laughs> yep. And so you just always have the sense, cause because the train's, like, moving, and the train is, like, physically going forward, you're, like, also emotionally going forward. Like, what are we going to next?
1: Yeah, I was like, I have this <laughs> up on the second screen at work a lot, mm-hmm. and... It was so engrossing and distracting. And when we, <laughs> we got to that, like, lattice bridge, yeah. I, my door was open. And I literally <laughs> go, ooh, out loud. <laughs> I
0: actually watched that bridge twice. <laughs> Not totally on purpose, but when I realized the second time that I had rewound, I wasn't mad. No, it's a great bridge. It's a great bridge. <laughs> What's Yeah, I mean, the...
1: Go ahead. The thing is, like you don't really stop and like sit and think about the manpower it takes to create a train. Yeah. Like this. Because it's not 1860, but like Wow, there were so many mountains that they had to blow through.
0: They had to blow through all those mountains, then they had to build a rail on top of the mountain, and then they had to build a protective barrier that could withstand the speed of the train. And like there's like physics involved because the train like shakes stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, and they have to, like, make it strong enough for all yeah. the shaky shakies.
1: And there's some parts that are, like, right on the edge of that cliff. Yeah.
0: Cliff. I, this is the, I know nothing about any kind of infrastructure ever, but <laughs> <laughs> the extent of my knowledge is that I remember once reading an article that the the trains, the passenger trains in the U.S. are capped at, like, 35 miles per hour because the rail maintenance is so bad that it's not safe for trains to reliably go faster than that. And I read that article years ago, so I don't know if that's actually true, like fact-check me or whatever. Yeah, I don't think that's true on the Amtrak. <laughs> Lauren said that it that it's different on the Acela line because Amtrak owns the Acela line. Yeah,
1: that's what I'm thinking of, yeah. Yeah. I'm not taking a regional train nowhere. No no fucking way. I've never no been way. on an Acela no way
0: i've never done the acela
1: the acela is the only way i'll agree to go to new york
0: um yeah i've done the train from the burlington area to new york city and i've done the train from albany to new york city and i've done the train from Rutland to new york city none of those sound fun some are better than others I would definitely take it from Rutland over Albany, and I would take Albany over Burlington. Anyway, it's you'd still have to do a lot of driving to get to the train, and then yeah, no, thank you, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, so it—I mean, when you think about it, that like the rail infrastructure in this country has a lot of problems, and it's. In my mind, Mm -hmm. it's always framed around this one trivia fact that I may or may not have dubiously learned years ago, (laughs) that the trains can only go so fast because the lines are bad. And then you, like, zoom over to videos in places where, in theory, the trains are better. Maybe they're not. I don't know. Mm -hmm. And I just appreciates it. That's all.
1: (laughs) I mean, it's a lot of track to maintain. Yeah. I don't know how they get up in that snowy area. Like, who knows?
0: Who's doing that? Not me. Not me.
1: I did feel like the the initial reaction I had when it started, because I was like, okay, I'm going to watch the train, whatever. <laughs> and it started and I was like, oh, this is like when I preview the rides on Planet Coaster, mm-hmm. but it's less thrills. Yes. <laughs> but I'm not mad. Because sometimes, like, even the gentle rides, you still want to preview the
0: ride. Yeah. I think maybe the human brain is just conditioned to, like, motion, even if it's fake. (laughs) I think it might just be, like, a lizard brain sensory input thing.
1: Well, the thing about, like, trains is that, like, even trains that I hate, even, like, the Acela train. Yeah. There's some nice scenic parts because trains can go a lot of places that, like, you're highways don't go so like there's parts of the acela train that go right on the coast and it's really really pretty at sunrise even though you're pissed that you're on the train yeah and like i think that's why people still do like scenic railway journeys and stuff like that and i think that this gives you like that perspective too it's not just like if they did a freeway version of slow tv no 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 no
0: no. (laughs) i mean well part, part one of it is that when you're on a highway, again, you're, like, driving. You're, like, in it. So you can't appreciate yeah. anything. But, but even if you weren't. Right. Even if you weren't. Even if it, you were watching it. Highways are hell That was, like... Yeah. I mean, we needed to transport goods across the country fast. Fine. I get it. It's a big country. But, like, that was a bad idea that we had was most of the freeways. <laughs> 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 Urban renewal was mostly a bad idea.
1: Kirstie and I learned today that the Amtrak's plans to expand the railway by 2025 Uh. something like that does not include any lines that help our friendship and so we're very salty about infrastructure while still loving it. I mean I've
0: always (laughs) been salty about urban renewal because that was genuinely a bad idea but no the Amtrak announcement did not help that um no uh, what's funny about it is that my husband has been very into train YouTube for a long time. Like this is a long-standing mm-hmm. thing on YouTube. Yeah. And I've, I mean, I've watched him watch a million of these videos, and I always thought it was so <laughs> dumb. I was like, I get it. The train moves. Like, good job. Right. And this is why I was saying earlier that this is like such a good example of having your your heart and mind open to something. Because it was, like, I had the same feeling you did when you first sat down to it, which was, like, okay, I'm going to watch the train. Yeah. But because I was okay, uh, like, I was, like, ready to receive it. Yeah. yeah. And I, like, it's such a good, like, little work companion. Like, I was so ready. Yeah. Like, I'm not going to sit
1: in front of my TV and just turn it on. Like. Sure. I could see it actually being, like, great for knitting if you're really into knitting something Mm -hmm. and you just want something on, but it's not really going to be, like, a show that I'm going to devote all my energy to, but
0: having it, like, right there on another little screen for you, yeah. Yeah, it feels like having a companion, which brings us to my theory. Okay. Here's my theory about why trains work so well. Okay. So... You know when you're, like, sitting on a train and looking out the window? Like, I don't know about you, but most of the time when I have been on trains, like, I've also had my laptop or, like, I'm multitasking somehow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I have the train just going out the window. Yeah. I think just because of the nature of how you experience a train from the inside of a train car, Mm -hmm. watching it on – I watched it on my computer and you watched it on your monitor – Is, like, a decent approximation of actually, like, looking out a train window. It, like, emulates real life in a way that, like, boats doesn't. Like, when you're on a a boat, you can, like, feel the air and the spray of the water and the rocking of the boat. And there's this whole, like, experiential thing. And -hmm. when you're watching a boat, you're like, yeah, I can see the water. Yeah. But, you know, you don't feel, like, the rumble of the engine and all that. Right. When... You're on a train. You're inside. You're in a temperature-controlled room, for all intents and purposes. And, you know, you can feel the bump of the tracks and the rumble of the car, but, like, the main experience is looking out the glass window and seeing the scenery go by. Yeah, yeah. Which, like, I've been on trains with smaller windows than my laptop screen. (laughs) (laughs) So. (laughs) Yeah. I think, like, it's – of all the slow TV, it's, like, the closest, like, virtual reality Mm. experience. I think that's a good point.
1: I also think that it's, like, in our phase of travel TV, Mm. it's another outlet for travel TV.
0: Yes. See, I had a different reaction to entering Oslo than you did, because you were, like, disappointed by the way that it no longer felt scenic. Yeah. But for me, it, like, it reminded me so much of every train travel experience I've ever had, where, like, as you get closer and closer to that, like, industrial area, Mm -hmm. you start to get the anticipation of, like, knowing you have to get your bags, and you're about to disembark, and you're gonna have to run through a train station, and you're, like, beginning the leg of something. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, obviously, I'm not traveling. But, like, it made me, like, nostalgic for that in the way that mm-hmm. I feel like travel TV is supposed to make you yeah. nostalgic for the experience of traveling. Yeah. And, like, for me, that feeling of, like, the beginning of a leg of a trip where you, like, are entering a new airport or a new train station and you're, like – like, all of that stuff is ex- is exciting to me. I like that mm-hmm. part of travel. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so like get coming into oslo reminded me of like late nights and early mornings like pulling up to a train station and being like sleepy and groggy but like being about to start something Mm. i mean
1: i watched it at like 5 (laughs) 15 and then got in my car and went home
0: yeah so you were starting a journey
1: i was starting a journey (laughs) sure (laughs) I was starting a journey where I got on the highway behind someone who stopped on the (laughs) on-ramp
0: oh my god that it would not be fun slow TV it would be so stressful but I do want a a live stream of (laughs) of a weave lane or like an on-ramp in New England because
1: it's the lane. you want one on that connector between 93 and route 3 and the I would have a fucking ulcer Yeah. yeah it would be terrible be awful. Well, like okay, so I was looking for more trains. Okay, and like some of them are just streams of a station that are live, and yes. you can just watch a train come through and then leave. And like I'm not here for that business. No. I don't want that kind of train. And there's also some trains that are like appreciate this particular train, yes. and then look at like the train technology, not like yes, like a tour of the SM train. Route. Yeah, no one. I'm not here for that. No, some pe- some people are not me. There's
0: also ones that are like compilations of rail yards or like big railroad interchanges. Yeah, um, which I don't like in YouTube form.
1: I got kind of bummed too because I found one that was a 10 hour journey of Holland that I got excited about, and then when I opened it, I think it's like little snippets of different routes, and uh, that's not what I either. No,
0: you want the continuity.
1: Yeah, yeah, so I did find one that I'm in the middle of right now that's. Going from St. Moritz to someplace in Italy, and it's two hours
0: long and it's awesome. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You gotta send me that one. Yeah, I will. I got really into watching trams in Prague. You did,
1: which stressed me out. I had no interest, <sighs> only through your snaps.
0: <laughs> i mean it's okay if you didn't have interest in my snaps
1: but i no i had interest in your snaps i just knew that i wasn't gonna watch more yeah like, public transit i loved TV. and
0: i haven't there's other public transit youtube where it's the same thing the beginning of an end of a route and you can just mm-hmm. like do the driver's eye view of the whole route um and i haven't watched any of those yet i've only watched prague because that's a city i'm familiar with and i know the tram line so that felt like a good place to start but man i was enthralled i loved it and like i i mentioned this to you like off the cuff today but like i love public transit i love riding public transit um i loved it when i was a regular public transit rider too like <laughs> it's not even just a nostalgia thing like i loved it oh. um oh. No. I, like, I'm so antsy for, like, the techno-future where we finally get public transit.
1: No, we're just gonna get the gondola, this, <laughs> the, <laughs> no. the
0: seaport gondola. Did I, I never told you, but there was, I can't, I want to say it was South Burlington, maybe, but there was a town up here that was thinking about doing that, and... Uh, I
1: feel like it always just, like, pops up once in a while that someone wants to build a gondola. Who? Like, no. like,
0: who is that a good idea for? No. Infrastructure off the rails, gondolas yeah um but anyway like that was delightful in a completely different way because like the train through the countryside is like peaceful and you can kind of zone out and it it, to me is the same like kind of meditative feeling as being on a train where like the scenery is passing by and it's lovely and whatever the public transit in the city is a completely different vibe where you get the hustle and the bustle and there's like cars cutting off the tram and mm-hmm. people walking across the street, and there's a lot of people watching involved. Like, it, it reminded me more of the stop sign.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's fair.
0: Um, but I would be interested to see if I have the same feeling doing public transit in a different city that I'm not familiar with.
1: I think, honestly, like, my issue, which, again, was, like, through your Snapchat feed, with the public transit one was, like, it was a weather issue. Oh, Yeah i'm i'm sensitive to weather and lighting but like (laughs) we know this but like it was just a dreary cloudy day and
0: the ones i sent you today weren't
1: i didn't notice today but i think i was really focused on the tunnel that you sent me isn't
0: that a great tunnel
1: it was a great tunnel. i have
0: a picture of that tunnel on my wall wow yeah you've seen it you've (laughs) seen that picture that's that tunnel
1: i'm sure i have yeah
0: anyway it's a great tunnel Um,
1: yeah, but I think, like, weather helps. Yeah. Like, I was not interested in... There were a couple of train ones that were, like, winter or just, like, dark and dreary and snowy and stormy. And I was like, no, 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 no. Yeah. I want, like, sun shining off a lake all over to the side. I
0: want it to look nice. My favorite part of the Bergen to Oslo line is... Um, when it's, like, towards the top of the mountain, and they're in that, mm-hmm. like, lake area, and that guy mm-hmm. goes cross-country skiing across the camera. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's really good. I love it. There's
1: also a train video that I found that I haven't watched yet that's, like, one of the
0: – I think it's a Japan train. Ooh, I had that thought today that I wanted to look yeah. up high-speed train videos and, like, yeah. other trains in Japan. I'm really curious about that. So,
1: like, there's more trains to explore, Mm -hmm. and we will be continuing to explore slow TV trains.
0: I also want to take another stab at boats. I do think Mm. there's some potential for boats. I think it just needs to have a little bit more momentum than the particular (laughs) boat that I
1: watched. (laughs) So, like, like, no rowboats. Not a rowboat, no. A high-speed ferry. Because I think the problem was it was, like,
0: this big, wide bay in kind of, like, a valley. So there were, like, three mountains on this side and two mountains on this side. And you could kind of see, like, the opening in the mountains. Mm -hmm. But, like, the mountains weren't moving by you. I think you need, like, a riverboat. Mm. Because it's got a track. You know, like, the
1: water's the track. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. Or even just, like, a coastline. Yeah. yeah. I, you need something that has more of a frame of reference. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. And that, that's like a seven hour boat ride. So I'm sure at some point <laughs> it gets more, <laughs> more boaty. Mm. Um, yeah. I also want streams of trains in more places. Yeah. I know there's lots of trains in Europe. Like, let's, let's do them all.
1: Although like, do I want a train? I don't want the, I don't want the Acela line, like I just don't.
0: Like <laughs> No, but like because there's so much train infrastructure in Europe, most of the train lines are gonna go through something good. Yeah. I mean part of the problem in the US is that all of the rail infrastructure is built around industrial rail.
1: Mm-hmm. Because
0: the only rail we've ever invested in is freight. Mm hmm. So It's all yucky. Mm Mm-hmm. It's all yucky. It's all yucky. Yeah. Yeah. It's great. Anyway, we love trains. And if you are aware of, like, a good train video, you should tell us. Because we want to watch more trains.
1: My main takeaway from watching trains is a note that I wrote, which was, we don't need therapy because we have trains. Correct.
0: Women would literally watch seven hours of trains rather than going to therapy. (laughs)
1: in the direction of more train
0: videos be grateful. <laughs> we need so many trains.
1: Yeah. Also, I did buy... Here's he bought, two.
0: Oh, yeah. I haven't gotten to play it yet.
1: A train game called Railway Empire. We bought it for Switch, which is a choice that we made.
0: Yeah, it's definitely a PC game and not a Switch game.
1: But you know what? I've completed two out of the five chapters. Dang. And it's pretty
0: great. So we got Railway Empire. Yeah. So there's also Railroad Tycoon. And...
1: Yes, I there is.
0: I told my husband that I had bought Railroad- Railway Empire, and he just, like, off the cuff, like, without even missing a beat, he just goes, yeah, I played that for a little bit, but I found it to be even more micromanaging than Railway Tycoon. <laughs> <laughs> I <was>
1: like... <laughs> Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> A lot is happening. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah, I will say there's like, it's easy to understand, and if I have beat two levels, then it's not that hard, <laughs> but there are, like, elements of the game that I'm not interested in, which are true of a lot of these yeah. types of builder games where they get two in the weeds, and I just, I don't want that. Like, if I'm gonna come to build railway networks, I don't want to deal with industries. And buildings and attractions. I want to build a railroad. Just let me build so a railroad. So I've been, road. like, I've been stubbornly refusing to, like, participate in that part of the game. And so far, it's been okay.
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's, <laughs> we're knows? not here to talk about the theme park games. But I hate about them and, like, Zoo Tycoon also, um, or mm-hmm. Planet Zoo, um, is that they get, they want to get into the concessions game. And, like, I'm not here to run a concessions no. company
1: been there done that i'm just trying personally. to build a zoo done <laughs>
0: <laughs> done
1: no but you're right like yeah i have enough things in my own job that are like too many pieces that i don't want exactly, to be able to, like, like let me focus
0: we it all of living in a capitalist hellscape is about like managing budgets and doing things you don't want to do in order to survive so don't bring that into mm-hmm. my game
1: I am excited, though, because this one has DLC maps for, like, all over the place, and so Ooh. there's going to be a lot of trains to come.
0: Mm-hmm. That's fun. So, so many trains. trains.
1: So, yeah, like, we'll be here for a month talking about trains.
0: Yes. We love trains. This is a train podcast. <laughs> yeah. Um, I fucking love taking a train, man. Like, if <laughs> I could take a train anywhere, <laughs> that would be my primary mode of transportation. <laughs> i mean debatable but nah fuck driving give me trains
1: yeah but no
0: i love a train no
1: i chose driving for five years overtaking the train
0: yeah, well commuter rails are annoying but like you can get so much done on a no. train
1: not when you're on the like I got... rush hour train when there's no room to even like move or do anything like you're not gonna take out your laptop no
0: but you can read on your phone
1: no because you get motion sickness
0: well, I, I do, don't,
1: so Well,
0: I'm built different.
1: <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Wow.
0: You, you wanna tell us where they can send us more train
1: content? <laughs> yeah, please send us more therapeutic trains to <laughs> Hate Watch with us on Twitter, hate watch us at gmail dot com or through the contact form somewhere on our website, HateWatchwithUs dot com. Or you can tell us about your favorite train line and yes i don't have a
0: height reference to go along the trains well you know when you, <laughs> you were talking about the mountains yeah. and i can't remember exactly how you phrased it but you said something about <laughs> going up <out laughs> on the mountain and i was like but it are the mountains hot or are they tall? <laughs> so
1: if you think mountains, mountains are hot or tall, you can come down on wherever you stand <laughs> in that argument. In
0: Leave us a five star review telling us the hottest and tallest mountain yeah, you please. know. Um, <laughs> For me personally, I'd have to say Camel's Hump. We would.
1: Um, should I get you the <laughs> Camel's Hump themed beer that I have?
0: Ooh, I didn't know that was a thing. Yeah. We'll have to talk about that offline. But it, if we're talking about hot versus tall, Mount Mansfield is tall not hot. And Camel's okay, hump is both hot and tall, but it's not as tall as Mansfield, so but Mansfield's just tall.
1: <laughs> I don't have thoughts on mountains. <laughs> Although I did go to the highest mountain in some fucking country.
0: Sure. Germany?
1: I don't remember, but it was a very harrowing gondola ride, speaking of gondolas.
0: <laughs> gondolas are never
1: good. I didn't like it. There was only one post between the bottom and the top.
0: Gondolas are only tall, but there was never any debate about whether or not they were hot, because gondolas are awful. <laughs> anyway, if you listened to this podcast and you were like, wow, I need some more content, but not this. You can find some other shows. we <laughs> at. Our friends, the Thought Bubble Audio Network, which is a network of podcasts that we are proud to be part of, whether or not they're proud to have us. You can find them over at Thought Bubble FM on Twitter, Thought Bubble Audio.com, Thought Audio Gmail.com, and you can search them on Patreon, where you can make contributions to keep this show alive so we can watch trains.
1: Yeah. Fund our train journey. <laughs> Fund our fundraising efforts to connect the Concord and Burlington
0: line. Yes! Oh my god, that's all you have to do, Amtrak. <sighs> Start a letter-writing campaign to Amtrak. <laughs> about that one very specific thing.
1: <laughs> if you have Two specific- voices in a sea of many.
0: <laughs> if you have specific thoughts and feelings about Amtrak coverage in New England, this is the podcast for you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> On that note, I think we're
0: I mean, gonna just Yeah see ourselves out. Uh-huh. See you next time.
1: For more trains. For more
0: trains. <laughs> Bye.
1: Bye.